Due to COVID-19, parenting is canceled until further notice. Just keep the kids alive until we can reinstate life. Dearest Abby. Hey guys, welcome to Journey with Friends with Dawn, Cindy, Jamie, and Rita. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Rita, how would you like to introduce the show? Thanks for asking. It's all about being a parent and being present. Tips for talking to children during this time. Remain calm, reassure them, and make yourself available to listen at all times. That's what it's all about, parenting during the pandemic. That quote was very sweet. (laughs) (laughs) It was spot on, but how much truth is in that? Because that was just so nice. That sounded like beginning of pandemic quote rather than wherever we are in it. Okay. So you want to know where that quote came from? Yes. That came from the CDC. And if you don't know who the CDC are, that's the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. (laughs) I like it. I like just saying, you did sign up for this. That's a good one. No, no, no. I didn't know I signed up for this. Yes, you did. No one told me a pandemic was coming. Doesn't matter. (laughs) matter. Look, no one said, guess what? You're going to be stuck with these individuals all day, every day for a certain number of months, <clears throat> years. Mm. They're your children. <laughs> if they had said that, Mm-mm. I would have done things a lot differently. You wouldn't have you wouldn't have had those kids. You would have saved it till two thousand twenty one. I would have had them, but I would have had a ginormous house. They may have three or four nannies. I might have two mm. or four husbands. I mean like <laughs> She'd be living in Utah. That's where having a few extra wives comes in handy. Amen. That's I where I can see it. Opposed to that. <laughs> and that's what they're telling me to do. They're telling me to remain calm. Tell them to shut up. Because children will react to both what I say and how I say it. She's absolutely right, okay? Because at the beginning of all this, right, we are like, oh, it's a vacation. Now we're, you know, six, eight months in, and there is no escape. You are in it (laughs) with these little kids. And what was fun six months ago is grueling now. And they do say stress is up. Okay, I have a metaphor for you. Oh, Bring it on. You guys are old. You got your kids are older, but I want you to close your eyes and I'm going to take you back. Remember when they were just so cute? And they were just so. <laughs> and then you had to change their diapers. And your finger got in it. And you washed your hands. And they still stunk. And you were like, no. Did they stain my hands? I washed my hands. And you had to wash your hands again. We are in it like that. We're like, <laughs> shit on your fingers. That's good. That is awesome. I like that it. is so good. I don't know if I'm going to make it through this show without. 
crying a couple yeah. times. I'm already but, crying. I'm already tearing up. But laughter cry. So yeah, this is better. Oh, you're in it. My Although the gosh. same story. Who else are you cleaning the poop up for? Nobody. It's your kids. You somehow get through it when it's your own little baby and we're going to get through this together, right? Because it's our our little ones. Thank goodness Rita's here to just set us straight. Okay, so we should preface this with Rita has the youngest kids of all of ours. The rest of us are grown, except Cindy have a 16-year-old at home. I was going to say, is it 10? How did he turn 16? I know. It was all in the pandemic. You weren't looking at <laughs> this pandemic has been six years exactly so she's really going through a different type of of stress because we really don't have to homeschool our kids and i really think that at the beginning of the pandemic you're right we were having a little bit more fun even though the kids were out of school it was so unstructured it was more like just throw a couple papers at them and they'll be fine but now you're full-blown homeschool mom slash full-time employee slash dog walker, house cleaner, cooker. I mean, you, you still have all those things, but now you have another full-time job. And it's not just a subject that you like. You have to teach science and math and reading and, and new all those other things, and, Oh, which is dumb. I'm going on record New math people, you're making people's lives harder. It hurts but, my heart. It really does. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what your day is like, Rita. There <laughs> <laughs> she goes. All right. What my day is like. I get up about <clears throat> anywhere from 5.30 to 6.30. Take a quick shower. Run downstairs, walk the dog, feed the dog, make the tea for my husband, make myself some coffee, have the dog go back upstairs, walk the dog again, go run. And when I say run, I mean run. Literally, run to the computer, turn it on, see what my boss has for me, because I have a new job. I started a new job right at the beginning of the pandemic. Wow. Mm -hmm. And so I turn on email, and unfortunately for my husband, right about then I get sucked into work. The kids oh, yeah. come downstairs, and they're very demanding, and my husband, bless his heart, he usually takes care of their food, their breakfast, and everything. I usually take a break about 8, 8.15, and I get them dressed. And then at 9 o'clock, school starts. Actually, at 9 o'clock, 8.45, school starts. And they're in school, and I'm in school. I have one kid. My hubby has the other kid. Now, my hubby, bless his heart, he's much better at this than I am. Mm -hmm. He will say it to them every five seconds. Are you in school? Are you in school? Are you in school? <laughs> Stay on school? Stay on school. Go back to class. Go back to class. <laughs> Rita, tell everyone how old your children are. Oh, my children, my babies are 8 and 12. Eight in the third grade and twelve in the sixth grade. Uh, they, uh, so you're doing a boys. little bit of elementary, a little bit of middle. We just started middle school, yay! Which is very <laughs> different than elementary school. They expect mm -hmm. you to do stuff on your own. Oh. 
And that's really tough because a lot of times those kids aren't ready for that. Not at not all. Not only are they not ready, but there's no prep. I think with the whole pandemic, if they saw the teacher, they could connect to the teacher and they would be able to say, okay, I owe the teacher this. But it's mm-hmm. very hard with this virtual situation to feel that it's real. And I think the reason it's hard for kids to feel that it's real is because usually when they watch the screen, it's for something pleasurable. It's for the TV. Mm-hmm. It's, for, it's for the news. It's not for Minecraft. them yeah. immediately. And so to have it be something that really affects them, it's different. How do they make that connection with their teachers when they're not there? What special programs or anything are they doing so that the kids kind of feel connected to their teachers anyway? So I will tell you where I live, and I'm not going to shout out or blast the wonderful county that I live in because <laughs> they're doing such a magnificent <coughs> job. <laughs> And I, Is so that I, cough I, a curse word? I, I feel like they, they missed the point. And above all, during this pandemic, I think all of us need to focus on two things, sanity and safety. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on. This is a different time. It's a difficult time for many. Um, but if we focus on sanity and safety, maybe we will get through this. The county where I live is trying to make everything fit the way it used to be, and it's not the way it used to be. I think one of the things that I'm doing for my kids is scheduling individual meetings with each teacher. Mm. And so each kid has had an individual meeting with the art teacher, the math teacher, the science teacher. The sixth grader had a lunch bunch with the principal. And those things make him feel more connected because he actually saw the principal. The principal was talking just to him. That's such a great idea. It gives them accountability. Um, Yeah, write that one down, parents, because that one was really good. I think that gives them that connection that they're not going to get on that screen. But because they've had personal time with the teacher, they still feel like they get to know them a little bit. Mm -hmm. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I think that's important. So, I mean, it's all about connecting, which I think as adults, we figure out a way to connect. You know, we text each other, we email each other, we call each other at three o'clock in the morning and say, oh my God, I just needed to talk to you. (laughs) But I think as especially elementary school kids, they are not, or they just don't have the resources to reach out Mm -hmm. and connect, or they don't know Mm -hmm. how. I also have taken a big risk. You know, we're all supposed to quarantine and stay six to ten feet apart. But my younger kid, who's eight, he needs to be physically active. So I signed him up for lacrosse. It's outside. The kids wear masks. The coach wears a mask. Everyone brings their own equipment. They're hand sanitizing and everything. But he needed to be out there. He needed that kind of interaction. Yeah. And so every day I pray really hard that, you know, he doesn't catch anything from anyone. But the days that he has lacrosse, he is so much 
better to deal with, and he's so happy and just, just a better kid to deal with. Well, who better to know your child than you? So you know what he needs. But just what you're saying, too, about the all the different school systems, they all have a different plan. Nobody is consistent with with any county, any school system, because we're all just guessing what's the best. We want to make the teachers happy. We want to make the parents happy, the kids, everybody. We're just figuring it out in some fashion. And half of the people, you know, they might be lucky if they get it right. <laughs> but mm-hmm. we're still learning about this virus even today. So there's always something new going on. I just, I feel so much for the parents that are going through with this and the little kids and even the parents. You're lucky, Rita. You're working from home. You can work from home. Your husband can work from home. And you figured out a way to kind of, you know, get to a routine where you guys support each other. I don't even know how the parents who have to be out of the home to work and have kids at home that need to to study and learn how they're doing it financially, you know, time management wise, it's daunting. I don't know how they're doing it. Mm -hmm. So I just, I have so much empathy and, you know, want to support people who are going through that. It's tough. And I don't see where it's ending. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. And I think Rita also made a a really good observation. The younger kids really did go from being very active to being at home. For the first couple months, we were very, very cautious. We rarely went anywhere. You might go in your yard. But as far as friends and things like that, they didn't have the opportunity to play. So I, I don't know if other people can find safe ways in their in their communities to get their kids active with other kids, but it's not a bad idea. Of course, their safety comes first. And I mean, that's on the parent to scope it out and make sure that they feel that it's a safe situation like you did, Rita. But I think it's a really important thing for them to remember especially with the younger ones, that this is so traumatic. You know, you you think about the high school seniors and you think about, you know, college students, but I think it's even tougher for some of the little ones who need that kind of social interaction. And here's the bottom line, because there are lots of people that have their opinions and lots of things to say. But I think to Cindy's point, one, you know what your children need. And two, it's nobody else's business. You have to decide what is best for you and your family and what works. And that's Mm -hmm. it. And those non-shamers out there, shut the (laughs) You have to laugh. Shut the (laughs) Because unless you're in that person's shoes, whatever the situation is, you know, we're talking about parents that are both trying to work and make sure their kids on zoom and you know maybe they're working outside of the house everybody's doing the very best they can and if that's what you're doing then amen god bless you and Mm -hmm. keep doing what you're doing if there was a a better time to really offer yourself grace it's now now whatever you're doing is is okay you're going to change your process is probably a thousand times because you might find something that works a little bit better and that's okay. But just allow yourself to figure it out. 
And you're right. There is no shaming. And if they do shame you, you send them to us. We'll take care of that. (laughs) I mean, this is traumatic. Let's call it what it is. Parents who have to work full-time and teach full-time, I, I, it's just crazy. My sister-in-law is a, well, sister-in-law-to-be, Grace. Hi, Grace, is a teacher of kindergartners. And she sent us a screenshot the other day. There was a kid that had his whole face up in the camera with his tongue out. <laughs> you know? And I'm sure that his parent was somewhere working and turned their back. And this kid was like, hey, look at my breakfast. You know, it's (laughs) they're doing what they can do as well. I can't imagine them having to sit for, you know, 45 minutes at home and read Mm -hmm. it. Another good point you made is their screen time is usually for fun. There's no fun in that. Are they online the whole time, Rita? I mean, do they have individual work that they can do independently? Or is it screen time all day? So the frustrating thing for me, um, bless the county and all the people who run this wonderful school district, is that they were so busy trying to fit a square peg in a round hole, they didn't think about how to make this better. And so Mm -hmm. my sixth grader, he's in middle school. I think he has the best outline because he goes to a class for 40, uh, 50 minutes, one teacher, two teacher, and then he has like a 10, 15 minute break and goes to an entirely different class with a different teacher for another 40 to 50 minutes. And he has a 10, 15 minute break. Whereas Mm -hmm. the younger child, the eight year old who has less attention span is with the same bless her heart woman all day long from 8.45 to 11.30 and there's like no scheduled breaks and I said to her I was like do you think you have some scheduled breaks every 45 minutes and she said no so Mm. uh, you know it's it's I think because they tried to take the old system and fit into the new system, it's better for the older grades than it is for the younger grades. Mm-hmm. I think they need to revisit how the younger grades are working, and they need to modify the current situation because, I mean, my child, bless his heart, he's trying, but I look at the other kids, they are sleeping, they are playing <laughs> video games, they are walking their dogs. They're picking the boogers out of their nose. That's their, <laughs> that's their favorite one. Oh, they're reading a book. Like, they will keep their screen on so the teacher can see they're there, but they're doing other things. And I think it's just really hard. Man. That is, I, I, hopefully they're taking good advice or suggestions from parents, and hopefully the parents are actually sharing them because they might be able to second semester for the schools that have opted to be out for the full year, they may be able to at least implement something new that's going to work a little bit better. They have to be just as fluid as we have to be. Mm -hmm. I I think everybody, we've talked about pivoting, everybody needs to do that. So it's not a, a failure if they change it. It just makes it better or could make it better. It's an evolution of the process. Exactly. I would imagine, though, 
for young children, the element of routine is important. You don't want to just, you know, get up at any old time and Mm -hmm. do whatever. Getting them on a routine is good. I'm sure there's evidence of that, but I feel for that little one in front of the screen all day. (laughs) So how do you do it, Rita? Are you stressed out by the end of the day or do you try to, you know, maintain calm? (laughs) Is it hard? So let's say this is the seventh week of school. And so for the first six weeks, I had one kid. I had the younger kid in in the room with me. And we closed the door, and I was at my desk, and he was at his desk. And every now and again, I would turn around and say, turn your screen on, stay in class. Turn your screen on, stay in class. And my house is very small, very, very small. And so we could hear my husband and the other child, and we could hear him say, stay in class. I was like, okay, I need to be more intense. <laughs> so my husband has helped me be a little more intense. So on the seventh week, we switched. We switched kids. I was like, you know what? We should switch kids. And so we switched kids. And so this past week, I had the older kid, and he had the younger kid. And the younger kid was like, I'm going to come back to you, mommy. And I was like, yeah, because I let you do whatever. But, you know, we have a different work scenario. I work with a boss who will call you on the spot any any second of the day. He will be like, hey, can you have a a minute for a chat? And I'm like, okay. You know, he doesn't have any kids and he can't relate. So I'm like, okay. Right. And so my kids know that and they take advantage of it. But this is the first semester, you know. Middle school is different than elementary school, and Mm -hmm. my middle schooler is realizing that he actually cares about his grades, and so he's Mm -hmm. working extra hard now on the weekends to bring his grades up. That's awesome. I think that the second semester will be easier because he will have realized that there's importance to actually paying attention in school. So I'm hoping that next semester will be easier because this semester was so hard. Yeah. So to close things out, one, I want to share with you, I found a meme that said, a friend asked someone, what's parenting in a pandemic like? And the parent answered, you know, all the side effects they list on prescription drug commercials. (laughs) It's like that. (laughs) So, (laughs) So as wonderful as the CDC is, and as awesome as that, Um, advice was, what would you offer as advice to parents who are in similar situations to you, Rita? So the first thing I would say is find a place to get away. Take care of yourself first, because you can't take care of anyone else until you take care of yourself. So find a safe place to be, whether that's in your bathroom, your car, the park down the street, a friend's house, and God bless. Thank God I have a place that I can go. So find a place that you can go to to get away. And get away every week. Get away and find your own sanity every week. And come back to the situation refreshed and say we're all in this together. And don't discount the little things. Get your sleep. Eight hours at least, drink your water, do some exercising, walk around the block, 
call a friend and smile, laugh at a joke, see a comedy show, and go to bed. There you go. I love I it. I love that advice. So oh, great. You're going to be a role model. You might as well be a good one, right, Rita? <laughs> Here's my advice. Mm-hmm. Do the very best you can. Love your children so much. And when they grow up, they will blame you for everything anyway. Yeah. <laughs> the end. And you can look at them, smile, and say, you're welcome. <laughs> so next week, guys, we're going to talk about being a parent of adult children during a pandemic. So we'll be back with a different conversation altogether, and we'll give Rita all of the wonderful things that she has to look forward to. Well, hopefully the pandemic will be over soon. So (laughs) I'm going to take that back. I'm going to just take that back right out of my mouth and just Uh, say, we're just going to discuss current situation and how we're dealing with adult children. So you guys, thanks for stopping by and we will talk to you again next week. Hang in there. We love you. Take care, everyone. We love you. You can do it. (laughs) (laughs) See, guys, we love our kids. No doubt about that. But parenting during a pandemic is tough. So allow yourself some grace, room to grow, and time to just laugh like we did tonight. Rita, we thank you so much for your insight and your advice. It was really great. And I hope that you guys can get just little nuggets from what she said and and how she is managing homeschooling her children while working full time. Next week, we will return with parenting teens and adults during a pandemic. It's a different set of challenges. If you guys have some advice for us, we'd love to hear from you. Send us a recorded message to a journey with friends at gmail.com. Have a good one.